0: Here we are, and welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. We are at South by Southwest in the Wonder House, hosted by University of Arizona, and we are with two incredible filmmakers. We are with Jude Harris, director of Gay Haircut and producer, and we are with Krista Fotka, <laughs> actor, writer, star of Gay Haircut, a phenomenally funny and insightful film that we had. A lot of fun watching, and we were so excited to talk to you about today. Thanks so much for being here.
1: Thanks for having us. Yeah, excited to talk about it.
0: We we are thrilled. Okay, hair. Let's talk (laughs) about hair.
2: I should take my hat off,
0: right? Did you do? Well, okay. So you've brought the haircut. This is amazing.
2: It's a bit of a Kentucky waterfall. Short on top, long in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Mullet. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All of the descriptions in the film are so great when you're (laughs) when you're. When you're planning it out is amazing. (laughs) So I I want to start with it's a family show where we talk about our family. Start with my childhood, which is my mom, amazing, wonderful Cuban Jewish mom, had super long brown, you know, flowing hair when I straight hair. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, you're joking. Okay, it's a comedian <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yeah, curly H- Heterosexual wa- hair. I'll put it that. Heta- oh. Curly oh. heterosexual hair. Oh, 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 that's what you meant. <laughs> I thought you I thought you were making like a thing of like, she's Jewish and Cuban. Of course it was curly and <laughs> like, wavy.
3: The joke works on a lot of levels. Yeah. Yeah. There's layers. Well,
0: yeah, there's, uh, but I guess, yeah. And I came home from school when I was five years old and she got this 80s perm that was shaped sort of like Frankenstein's head and mm. orange. And as the story is told, I did not know who she was, and I was <laughs> afraid, and I ran from her. And so like from the earliest time of my life, hair is like a huge part of who you are, how you present yourself, your identity, how people recognize you. So let's just start with hair and the decision to make this about the haircut why why did you start with the haircut I guess start with Krista since it is your haircut.
2: yeah well through I'll go back you went back I'm gonna go back yes Uh, in my most of my 20s I presented very um, uh, androgynous I always had short hair and even in high school I think um, I'll go back even further when I was a kid I wanted the haircut you're describing like your mom had this 80s like that was cool in the 80s to have a perm yep. mm-hmm. and my mom had it she let my sister get it and oh. i'm like i want that permed bleached give me the 80s <laughs> hair and they were like no no your hair is too beautiful and they even like took me to the salon and let the lady like roll up all my hair in the little perm rollers but didn't put the chemicals no. in and they're like Your hair just doesn't want to be permed. Oh, wow. Wait, did they, like,
3: pull, like, a whole orchestrated trick on you? Was this, like, a... You were gaslighted. I was gaslit, (laughs) yeah.
2: Um, I'm pretty sure, like, I don't know for sure if, if that's what happened, but come on. That's terrible. Like, no one, like my hair just doesn't perm like I don't think that's real
0: I mean also with the chemicals they used in the 80s you I could know. you could perm concrete I mean <laughs> go to the
2: moon <laughs> like, um so that you know I was living a lie in my childhood <laughs> and then kind of rebelled in high school I was like well fuck it I'm just gonna you know cut it all off and I went kind of chin length and uh and then after that, I was off to the races. I got a taste of freedom, and I would my typical haircut was I would just hold my you know hand like this and cut off everything above the knuckles. That's so, amazing. Yeah, and sometimes I'd leave a little fringe. I always had little kind of um, you know P- PC like stuff sticking up, but it was real short. For I just kept that going through most of my 20s, and um, it's funny I would get misgendered a lot because. Short hair means you're a boy. I mean, people don't do that much. It's a really quick math that people do when they look at a person, and hair really defines what people see.
3: Even with the newborn babies, right? The little bow that they paste on their head. So, like, God forbid, (laughs) someone's like, what a cute little boy. Yeah,
2: pink head to toe, yeah. Yeah,
3: (laughs) it's amazing. That's like a whole whole new thing that's happened.
2: Yeah. Um, So... Yeah, then I think the pendulum swung the other way, and I grew my hair long. I had this top knot with a, with a fringe um, hairdo for most of my 30s. And then last year, or even a couple years back, I was diagnosed, uh, I was really iron deficient. I don't know if you've ever dealt with iron deficiency. It's a common women's yeah. issue. Um, I was tired all the time. My mm-hmm. hair was falling out. Wow. So this once ample topknot had become just sort of a flaccid shadow <laughs> of its previous glory. And uh, long story short, I was like, I got it. I got to start over, you know, because I knew it was going to like come back healthier. But um, that was kind of the genesis was like, let's make a funny hair. Let's I was like. Jude's kids could cut it or
1: you know (laughs) but then I kind of put it into development hell because I was like (laughs) no let's get so I made a show called Too Stupid to Die which was sort of a jackass type show and then Zach who was the lead of that show ended up being in jackass and I was like look it'll be cute if the kids do it but we can go crazy if Zach does it so it's like I mean Krista had this real desire to get her hair cut off immediately and I think like three months later we made the film because I was like, no, 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 Let's let's add this, let's add that. But but that's good. You have more to work
0: with. It's just growing and growing and growing. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, Zach's performance as the stylist is, I mean, well, we have our questions, but I'm going to just take a turn for a second. Zach's performance as the stylist. There's a moment where Zach smushes up against your Krista's face (laughs) that, like, I, 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 I watch this at work.
1: Right, I was so excited when we You're got like, the screener. This feels not suitable for work. Well, I, I
0: was so excited when we got the screener. I was like, I have to watch this now. So I watched it, and I was cackling from my office <laughs> <laughs> when, the, when the, just the, the, that invasion of space, especially <laughs> after two years of everybody closed down. As a director, just tell us about choreographing and giving direction around Zach's movements, because. They translate I mean it's it's amazing physical comedy. It's amazing <laughs> physical comedy.
1: Well, which is his gift, right? Is it's like, you know, I mean Jackass obviously and too stupid. Also, you know, it it's 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 Buster Keaton, it's Charlie Chaplin. I mean it's people uh, who are just like good at making jokes from their bodies. So, you know, I think that's I want to say this is Zach's first... It's certainly the first time I've worked with him where I haven't hurt him. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, you know, I think it, like... You know, we have a natural rapport of, like, okay, cool, we're going to come in and do something with your body. So I think he's really good at just being, like... It's like, no, just... You know, get in there, smell her hair, get physical with it and Yeah, that's so, so good. I think that's the first take. I don't think he needed a lot to no. do it. Yeah. Wow. He just gets in there.
0: <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Al, I know you've got
3: I do. I there was um a couple of, of moments or touches in the film that like I loved. I mean, there was just So the avocado floaty in the beginning, right when you're by Uh. the pool. um, (laughs) Meryl's three pairs of glasses. I was dying. That that
2: was all her. She that was not written in. It wasn't. And much like a lot of the haircut scene, I mean, that was where, you know, early on Jude and I um, looked for another director um, before she decided to direct it. Uh, We just didn't know like what we'd be able to pull off. Yeah. Um, But. so I, you know, didn't write real specifics. There were a couple, like, ideas there about what the kind of pranks or stunts would be for the haircut. But, I mean, Meryl came. She was like, I think I'm going to smoke. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a babysitter that smokes. Or, like, a a mom in California that smokes, which is absurd because they I don't think they exist anymore. They but, don't allow that. Though. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> That's a,
0: well, last night we were at the party and we went on in the mezzanine and... There were people smoking here. We still retro. Yeah. <laughs> still smoke. I'm pretty sure, like in the 80s, they told us it was dangerous, right? But yeah. We're like, European filmmakers. <laughs> <best of those laughs> That's right. That's
3: One of the touches I wondered specifically if it was intentional. Outside the salon, there's a there's a bus bench or a park bench with the Cinderella.
2: On yeah. It. No, not at all. And I actually didn't notice like um, what a. What a character she is until we saw it on the big screen, and I was like, "Gosh, that's really prominent." <laughs> and it even looks like a like a prime video ad or I mean, it is a prime video <laughs> ad, but it's not intentional at all. That's
3: amazing. I was like, "Wow, they really like it so meticulous in the details <laughs> yeah there's and a lot we'll of turn. easter eggs in there <laughs> that we
2: planned Go,
0: going after the traditional disney-fied you know stereotypes and yeah. contrasting and,
1: yeah.
0: well it plays that way and it's yeah, very that's very funny. cool yeah.
1: <laughs> but i think even the you know jumping through the avocado it's like that was that was definitely you know if lucas my nine-year-old was going to do the film he's like i w- I, I'll do it, but I, I want to jump through the avocado. So it's—I think everybody just brought their thing and you know had the thing that they wanted to do. That's and amazing.
0: That—that—that's that, amazing.
3: It builds, you know. It's yeah. like everybody brought their best, their yeah. best game.
0: Yeah. As its, it's um, Speaking of, I don't know the game, but the dynamic between you and Meryl.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So,
0: away from haircuts and to stand up and to comedy. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think it's the hardest art. I think, like, and I, I like, I, I play drums and I play concerts and stuff like that, but speaking in public, yeah. uh, which I like to do, but the preparing part, that's right. very, very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. And I know how precious stand ups are with their work and their craft and their jokes, and there's the support, but there's also competition. Yeah. And, um, the request for the dick joke yeah. <laughs> the request for your your material you couldn't use anymore, is that reflecting real real life in terms of life as a stand-up where th- there's both like jealousy but also respect in there oh, too?
2: Yeah, I mean that stuff exists, I, I don't think um, I'm not a super competitive uh, type of person with it, the competition is always like with myself and with you know, cracking open an audience and getting them on my side. Um, as far as like professional successes, uh, I'm always happy for my friends um, when they're you know doing well. But I definitely know some comics that are just it eats them up to see others succeed in this weird way where it's it. We very much are in a solo mission, but you know these are the people who are gonna. Hire you when, or even just like bringing Marilyn to work on this, you know, um, no budget little film. I mean, she was stoked to be a part of it. And I just, my thing is just always like inclusion, and I like, you know, bringing people up, but. Yeah, I mean, I've been in little petty things before where it's like, oh, well, no, I have a similar um, punchline to your punchline, and who did it first, and who, you know, it, yeah. gets, it gets like that, where it's like people are very um, protected, like that's a real thing, the protection of, I mean, in no other art form i mean people play covers and it's a tribute it's yeah, a, yeah you know it's like i love what this person did and here's my spin on it and that just would never happen in right. comedy that's you epic. don't come
0: up and be like oh that's a really good acoustic george carlin you know yeah. reinvention minor key i'm
2: gonna do it a little jazzier I'm do a jazzy george carlin no uh,
1: and it's a perfect McGuffin. I mean, just having a, this <laughs> <laughs> Meryl really relentlessly pursuing your dick joke, I think, is just genius. And people,
2: I mean, k- Jude's kids were like, what's the dick joke? <laughs> <laughs> people, a woman in the bathroom last night was like, I loved your movie. Um, so... What was the dick joke? I mean, people like really want to know. They what, need closure. They yeah, need yeah, closure. exactly.
0: <laughs> that that that's wonderful. Okay. One of the other big moments. Okay, I'm very loyal to my hair stylist, mm-hmm. Jamie B from the Shop at Shaw in Washington D.C. She's amazing. Entrepreneur, started her own place. Been cutting my hair for ten years, and and I, I just go in and I say, just please make me look less fat and a little bit cooler, and. She takes it all under control, and and her salon is like a party. It's like there's disco music, and her dog's running around wearing a fan- clothes. It's it's amazing. It's an experience. It's it's an experience. Yeah. Um, but at the at the end, uh, Zach Zach tells you to never to come back. Yeah. Which again, another moment. Or I'm like spit take. <laughs> um, is that based on something that really happened, or is it just? part of the character, because most hairstylists, like...
3: I felt very, like, very, like, I don't know, aghast in the moment. I was like, oh, but no, the this, this shtick is that always, like, you're trying to break up with your hairstylist, and you're mortified that they might find out that you went to someone else, and I was like, what a turn of events that he kicks her, he kicks her out, and she can't go back, and I was like, what is happening in this moment? Yeah,
2: I mean, I see it as she's, like, uh, kind of committing to being queer, right? So it's like... Um, and presenting as queer, so it's like he's there for the transformation, but okay. like no more transformations. This is who you are. You're gonna write the material to go with that hair, oh. and you know I don't want you back here, you know ag- again. Like I did my. Job. He's an artist, yeah. you know. You only get one with Zach. Yeah. I, 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 but but
0: I also think that's like a, such a poignant. Like it's a very funny moment where I'm like, oh, he's just being an artist and kicking you out, and like yeah. that's. But but I think that's a really poignant moment because as funny and silly as many of the moments is this really is about you presenting your identity and being comfortable with who you are. Yeah. So I love hearing that there's there's depth to this yeah, hilarious for sure. moments. And the best the best I think the best comedy often has that depth. I, it's a uh,
1: hero's journey film. I mean, it really is.
0: That's great. The
1: silliest possible hero's journey, but yeah, you, you hit all the beats in the script. Oh, I love it, that.
0: I mean, it's a hero's journey and I think Honestly, there's going to be somebody who sees that that is thinking about how to get their haircut in a way that represents them however that is, and I think this film really really in a very delicious way like makes you excited to do that. Yeah. Um I that's really really it's awesome. That's very cool. And I and that moment now it's going to like stick in my heart uh-huh. now that you told me about it. Oh, that's great. It's <laughs> so cool.
3: So I I speaking of identity and kind of, you know, how people present themselves to the world. So there's, you know, there's all different ways that we signal to the world that we are who we are, right? Like from our clothes, to our hair, to our sneakers, to like the stickers on our water bottle, right? Mm. Like this is a message that we're sending to the world. And I'm interested to, to hear y'all's take on like, kind of where's, the, where's the, the balance there between like sending out these little messages into the ether of like, we get each other, or like, we might be friends. And where do those messages, like, possibly cut you off from someone who you might otherwise have a really, you know, interesting new exposure to, right? Like, if you see someone, you're like, oh, they got that sticker in their water bottle. We're not talking to them. Like, where's the line between kind of signaling to the world and being open to new experiences?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting question. I mean, it's funny because, you know, I'm a trans woman, so it's like you know, you'll get the, you know, like cis women don't have to wear skirts all the time. And I'm like, yeah, but literally when I wear pants, I get called he, him all the time. So it's like, I'm not doing this because it's like, I love skirts, although I do <laughs> um, so much. But like, you know, to go to the grocery store, right. it's just to get called the right thing. Yeah. But no, I, I don't know what the answer to that is, because it's certainly like, um, a situ- this. gosh, this isn't funny, but like, it's a situation where you're like, Yeah, now I know that my appearance is off, certainly we're in Texas, where there's just been all kinds of drama around trans issues, and uh, you have some at home in Arizona, and it's like, you know, I don't know, five years ago, I could get along with, like, literally anybody from any point on the political spectrum, and I'm like, it's not a statement, I'm just (laughs) doing my thing, and, like, you know.
3: Well, that's a great point, because it's, you know, I think you're touching on the fact that that answer is different, perhaps, depending on your identity, right? Yeah. That, like, the, the level of um, of commitment that you're putting out into the world depends on the, you know, or, or the chances that you're taking with those signifiers yeah. depends a lot on your identity.
1: So, I don't know. For me, it's like, okay, cool, I, I look this way and, you know, I, I am who I am and I'm just going to try to be, like so cool that like even if I'm the sticker on the water bottle that you don't like, that you'll still yeah. give me a chance. Everyone's going to fall in love with yeah. Yeah. That's, you. You are that's so on. cool, so really.
0: <laughs> she really and, is. And also, Allie has a fish sticker on her water bottle because of me, so you're <laughs> way cooler than the water bottle stickers on ours.
3: I try to cover that one up a little bit. Like, oh, you love fish? And I'm like, it's a long story. is not my water made bottle. Made
0: my <laughs> wife take our kids when they were very young. Uh, you
3: well, yeah,
2: I mean, for me... I think as a comic, I've sadly, you know, tried to make myself more generic for the exact reasons that you're talking about. It's like, I don't have fans. I walk into a room that is usually a bunch of people who decided to roll the dice on unknown comics. I want to be as relatable as possible. I'm just like you. But funny. You know? <laughs> I want to like win people. I don't want the fish sticker because I don't want people you don't to, want it, yeah. you know, it's like, so it's like, how can I make myself more straight up the middle to get everybody on my side, you know? And it's just when you're dating a trans woman and talking about your experiences that that comes with, I mean, I don't want to lie about my life either. I don't do comedy about lamps you know I talk about my life so you know there comes a point where it's like I'm gonna walk on stage with this haircut and my fish water bottle or whatever and I'm gonna justify it you know I'm gonna I'm gonna make you love me
0: that with
2: all my fish stickers and Kentucky waterfall hair (laughs) but it's a
3: great point because I mean to me both both of you sitting here being like I just want people to love me right like To me, y'all are like the coolest people at this at this (laughs) festival. So I'm like, well, if they're thinking that, like, do they realize the rest of us are thinking that like 10 times over? And it's just I don't know. To some extent, it feels like we're all just reliving high school for the rest of our
2: lives. Well, uh. a stand up comedy is a popularity contest. I mean, it's literally that you're trying to get an instant evaluation. Uh, Totally. There's no
0: waiting for the results to come in. They laughed or they didn't.
2: If they like you, they're willing to go on the weird ride. Yeah. But it's so funny how that is determined and um gosh, other comics would, you know, say this as well. Like it's determined in the first 30 seconds wow. whether you're going to have a good set or not, you oh, know, wow. and um and it's, you know, it does feel like if you're taking the mic out of the mic stand and hit yourself in the <laughs> mouth, like you got to recover quick from that for people to like Trust you, you know. You're taking them on a ride, so
3: either that or you're like, I am willing to do whatever physical comedy I do (laughs) do myself to you you people.
1: But I'll say, I think you know, there's so much I love about Krista, and you know, we're we're partners in life and filmmaking and all that. But I think, you know, I love her screen presence because it reminds me of kind of like the the women of like '70s comedy, where you're like, well, that was just inherently, you know, a super misogynist time where it's like, all right, fine, we'll point some cameras at you. And you have like Mary Tyler Moore and so many great, and I'm gonna blank because I never remember names in situations like this, but you know, I think like it's this, this optimism and enthusiasm and like, yes, like I'm putting myself out there and I'm available to love knowing that there's like a lot against her at that time. And and I, I think like, you know, it's like you come out of the hair salon smiling and you've, like, won the day. And it's just, like, I love that moment. And I think that's, like, your vibe and what you carry. And it's, like, that, you know, it comes across. That
0: is a feeling. When I have, when you have that good haircut, I mean, my mom changed her hair every week my entire life. <laughs> every week. It wasn't all kid and play all the time. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <all>. <laughs> it wasn't all kid and play. No, no. She, she, with all the Jewish ladies in Montreal, she had her place. And she'd go and come back. And sometimes it would be taller or shorter or or or
1: or, or, and then one day
0: she came home during the pandemic richard gear now that's her hairdo now and uh and she looks amazing she looks amazing my mom that she uh, talk about short hair long hair like my mom rocks the great we give her a hard time because it's a show that siblings started so we make fun of our mom all the time but she's awesome she's an icon of style all right so now we're going to play some of the traditional Friday Night Movie games cool. and I love that we talked about the feeling that one can get from a haircut now these are silly mm-hmm. so just bear with us <laughs> Okay. so the signature game of Friday Night Movie is called Buy Rent Meh which is uh, the official rating system also of, of the show. And so when we love uh, uh, if you remember VHS's I think we're similar mm-hmm. ages. Yeah. Okay. So you know you'd... If, I'm 85. Okay. <laughs> so you, if you really love the film you would spend $50 or whatever it was at Suncoast Video and you'd buy it or you'd rent it if you just want to take it home and, or maybe rent it a second time if you love it but you're not gonna own it. Mm-hmm. And then meh that's like the third category. We don't really like to say it's Negative, because we really do love. We find something to love about sure. everything. But you can define your may however you want. It can be indifferent. It can be, um, it can be uh, disgust. It can be it can be uh, confusion. Whatever it is. So we're going to give you three things to pick from, and you must assign one of those values to each of them. So there's like a similar game with much worse terms that people use yeah, that we yeah. don't we I don't so but, but this is Harvard. He gets very so.
3: nervous. He gets very nervous saying this word. So it's, I'm not it's that <laughs> game.
0: Also this game is positive. Um, yes. So as long as you give your justification, you're right. And then it's fun <laughs> when people disagree. Okay. So set, We never disagree. We set, set <laughs> no, we do.
1: No. We do. Yeah, they're from, oh,
0: okay. okay. Go okay. ahead. So <laughs> Fictional hairstylists okay which of the following fictional hairstylists would you like to give your next haircut either of your next haircuts okay number one Edward Scissorhands okay Number two, uh, Eddie, played by Cedric the Entertainer in Barbershop. If you, I don't know if you remember him, the older guy, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Now this is a deep cut, so there's some variation, we can modification. We do. Uh, have you ever seen the film Blow Dry with Alan Rickman about the hair competition in a small British town? No, oh gosh, oh. I thought it was gonna gonna fan- go for shampoo, and oh, then the- I was like, that's not a deep cut. <laughs> but, okay. No, it's a fantastic. It's a fantastic um. film. It's uh, uh, Alan Rickman plays a estranged father who was like the greatest hair cutter. In, in England and the, the haircut competition comes to their town and it, it's one of those like wow. small British town gets a it's it's a lovely movie. Well we so, have
1: to go rent that's now. Now. Yeah, <laughs> so
0: so but but if you don't want like if you don't know that character then I would just say any Alan Rickman character. So Hans Gruber could be cutting her hair Snape. or Snake, yeah <laughs> Rasputin, any of those. So just to recap, Edward Scissorhands, any Alan Rickman character or Cedric the Entertainer in Barbershop. Buy, rent, and may. Which value would you assign to each one? Also, I give you the lead up so you can be processing. Mm. Um, and we can always give our answers while we wait, while you wait if you need a second.
2: I think Cedric's going to be a buy for me. Because I've been willing to, <laughs> to, you know, if things go bad, just shave it and start okay. over. Because I feel like I'm so close to that anyway. It, It'd be fine. But I think that would be like a fun experience regardless of the outcome. And, so and, gonna, and gonna he's gonna a seasoned,
0: there. you know, he's a seasoned guy. He's been doing it yeah, for years. Yeah. And does some old fashioned tricks. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. And, so, um, and your rent.
2: I think, well, I think I'm going to meh on Edward, (laughs) just for safety. That's fair. So then I guess any Alan Rickman character, I'll... I'll, The Sheriff
0: of Nottingham. But Edward
3: Scissorhands sounds a little bit like your early process of your own hair. It does, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, why pay someone for that? That's right. You can do it
1: yourself.
0: All right, Jude. You need to know your answers. It's really important. I think...
1: (laughs) I am new to having any amount of hair at all. So, oh, wow. um, but okay. uh, you know, I'm a tattoo collector. So I, I love a barbershop vibe. I like, you know, that. Mm. So I, I'd, I'd agree with buy on Cedric. I'm gonna go rent on Alan Rickman. I, I, I don't know if this is just masochistic, but I just feel like there'd be good stories there. Uh-huh. Like 100%. that would yeah. be a very scary hairstylist and I'd be into <laughs> that. Maybe
0: <laughs> the greatest movie villain
1: of all time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and Edward also.
1: Again, DIY, you don't need his help. Okay.
0: Now, flipping the script, you are the hairstylists. i going to give you three characters. Hopefully, if you don't know them, that'll make it even funnier. We'll show you a picture. But three characters. I mean, my logic is going to be whichever one I like least, I'll cut their hair. Okay. So, okay. And these are all from beloved shows in our family and in okay. the excited family with this like this is a curated list of four people in four time zones wrote together <laughs> okay nice. okay so number one which i just watched with my kids who are 10 and 8 napoleon dynamite okay
1: It has gorgeous hair yeah yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. um taylor mason do you watch billions asia yes. kate dylan's character taylor mm-hmm. mason so yeah that's a real challenge right no hair so. Some hair. I Some can hair. do A that. Okay. Yeah, that seems pretty easy, yeah. actually. <laughs> but, but you've got to style it. Maybe, maybe you and maybe you have to convince Taylor to hold out and grow. I don't know. You're up to your plan. And then, you know, one of the most important <laughs> icons in our family, Rachel Green, uh, Jennifer Aniston's character from Friends. And if we all remember the iconic haircut the of Rachel. the 90s, Rachel. the Rachel. So who would you want to
3: style by Brent?
2: Gosh, Jennifer Aniston as Rachel is just so iconically like that 90s chick. I mean, I feel like you're messing with <laughs> something or, so iconic.
3: If you go back in time and make that haircut not happen. Does, does that save a lot of us from or a does, lot of problems? What's <laughs> but the butterfly effect? Exactly You're like, throw your
2: eyebrows out. Stop plucking now. <laughs> I swear. Who knows what'll happen?
0: That's Presidents true. will change. <laughs> you know, governments will fall.
1: Um, yeah, if she'd had a mullet, you know...
0: You might have the Rachel right now. (laughs) Oh,
2: God. Yeah, what if that was the queer haircut?
1: That's the Twilight Zone episode.
2: Just a frosted tit. (laughs)
1: Um,
2: Yeah, I think I would love to see, like... um, And she probably does have, um, in her real life, a little more hair, but Taylor Mason. I mean, I'd love to see what I could do with, like, a few inches of real hair on on that head, but... uh, (laughs) So I'm gonna I'm gonna buy on Taylor Mason. Um, who was the first one? Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite. No. Uh, that would be fun because I feel like that would be kind of like the Edward Scissorhands topiary. Like you could yes. go in. It's very sculptural. You know, <laughs> you could. Um, so I'm gonna rent on that and and Rachel. I gotta. I don't want to like see the alternative universe that happens without the Rachel like I'm good where I'm at. Okay, you know? <laughs> That's good. All
3: right, the crowd agrees. Yeah they're clapping. <laughs>
1: yeah, well done. I would be curious to see Napoleon with like a really just slick down nineteen fifties gelled madman kind of haircut. Oh, like yeah. just out of pure curiosity. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea or not, but I think it'd be interesting. Like that. Put some straightener in there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just, reverse terms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Really just, you know, tack it down and um, and then maybe it would just be, yeah, this I'm I'm breaking the Byron. No, model, my, but, my sister okay, Lily okay. would be so proud. Okay, she has good. never followed the rules once. This Makes is for nuts. you, Lily. I'm
0: the older brother, it drives me nuts. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> Great. Well, sorry. No, nope, um, do it. Yeah. No. Judas
2: Jude is such a lily. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And then I think you just switch. Like I think that you want the timeline where the billions, the rebellious billions hairstyle, the non-binary is hairstyle the is the Rachel. Oh, yeah. Uh, can you imagine? And and then you know give Rachel the the short cropped hair, hair and just, yeah. you know see what that does to history. I feel like Jennifer
2: Aniston could pull <laughs> it off. Damn her. Yeah. She wouldn't have a shampoo line That's now true.
1: though. You know. That's true. <laughs> yeah.
2: She has capitalized she'd on that okay hair. still be Yeah.
0: Or, or, or the okay. entire front cabin of Emma. Emirates Airlines. I don't know if you've seen those commercials where no. she talks about how lovely it is to fly on oh. Emirates, but the part that she's showing is like the part where they don't let regular people in. It's like, you <laughs> right. get like a, of course, no, that sounds lovely. Uh, um, we can
1: judge, but I would do that commercial. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely
0: them love it. And see if they're
3: interested. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. So game number two, the Comparathon. It's a game we were doing on the show, but in the in the in the spirit of giving credit to, to your fellow artists, uh, Chris Royce from the Buddies Without Borders podcast named it for us. He was on the show doing it with us, and mm-hmm. he said, "You got to call this the Comparathon." So this is the Comparathon, and this is this is going to be a two-person Comparathon. So okay. you're on the same team, but you also have the opportunity to alter the outcomes for each other. So we will present you a list of people one by one. Mm-hmm. Each one is going against the other one. You must pick one as a case and make a case for them and then we'll f- go to the next person.
3: Like a March madness kind of. Okay. Yeah. And
0: it's okay. March. So, uh, yeah. And we really follow that sports. That's a thing. <laughs> <with> the <sports. laughs> okay. Okay. We, the, ball, our, the night, of the night before so, our wedding, yeah. our, we got married in March. We were, Oh, 14 years or almost Something right. like that. Um, and
2: you're just the two that were left at
0: the end <laughs> of uh, no, <laughs> <not>. <laughs> the tournament? Uh, uh, well, uh, close. <laughs> um, no, we, we had we, had, we had, no. Paying attention to the fact that it was March Madness, and we had invited people to come hang out with us at a local sports bar no, the night before At a bar. It was
2: just well, a popular it, bar in DC, and that happened no one to could
0: get DC. in, so it was just us and three people.
2: I relate to this. Comedy is always at odds with sports. When you're at my <laughs> level of comedian, it's like, well, the you know the Golden State game is on, so we probably shouldn't start this show until 9 p.m. or oh. whenever that wraps up. Yeah. So oh, wow. I I feel your pain. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, there you go. So. Looks and comedians. I, I I love that you talked about that because there's a number of comics that I follow online that 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 in their Instagram world are talking about. Oh, this is how I'm doing my hair today. This is the thing I'm trying to convey. I'm trying to figure out what my image and. And then I saw a really great thing the other day, which was a comic tracing their their looks over decades over did you did you I, I don't know if you posted it or somebody else posted it but i i, I, um, I but it was really it was really funny because it was like here's when i was trying to please everyone here's when i was trying to you know not please everyone yeah. and now here's where i've <laughs> accepted myself so we've taken a list another curated list of comics with very distinct looks okay you're not necessarily picking them based on their looks you're just—you can make whatever justification. You can say how much you like them. You might know these. Probably know these some of these people, um, but they're ones where we feel like they ha- are very deliberate with, with yeah. their. Even if it's not, and, and by no means do I mean pretentious. Just when you see them, they always—they kind of have a thing happening, mm-hmm. as opposed to just like walking off, uh, walking up in the flannel shirt kind of. All right, of let's do right. it. Okay, Allie. Yep. You want to? You want to All take right. us through? So your
3: first two choices, the first sweet sixteen. Carrot Top and Emo Phillips. Who would I have sex with?
0: I'm
1: no, sorry. No, no. I mean, sure, if that's you, the game you want to play. You, you get to I have pick. have to justify You it. get to like pick
0: whatever help. reason. You can, you can say who would you have sex with. You could just say who. The uh, look
3: that speaks to
0: you. Who but has it's better a hair. It can't be both. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's a different
2: show. Um, it's a different game. <laughs> Carrot Top is hard to look at, right? <laughs> can we yes, all agree? Yes. Like, for someone that appears to have put so much effort yes. into how they look it's just a lot of strong choices that I wouldn't make for yes. myself um, but you know I think he's probably happy with his choices and he's also rich yeah. so I'm sure he's he's doing just fine um, emo looks like he maybe arrived at his look. Perhaps by accident got stuck there. (laughs) You know, like, um, but do I think that he seems as happy as I think Carrot Top is? No. So I'm going to go with Carrot Top. All right, based on happiness. I love that. Jude, you
0: do not have to follow the same criteria, by the way. I think
1: I would kind of project Runway Carrot Top and be like, edit, just be Carrot Top and then don't do all the other stuff. Like, like stop working out and
2: taking yeah, whatever steroids. Yeah, that intensity steroids. is, yeah, yeah.
1: it's d- distressing, it's like a, yeah, it's, there's a little insane clown posse vibe there. yeah it's too much. Bordering on yeah. Juggalo. But, yeah. yes, and that money buys happiness, sure.
3: So, if Carrot Top is our winner from the first round, okay Carrot Top versus, and this is a family favorite for my sister and I, this was our favorite comedian growing up, very distinct look, Paula Poundstone.
2: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um, gay icon. Whether she's gay or not, I mean, style Absolutely, icon. Uh yeah.
3: um, shoulder pads and I mean, it was
2: everything. yeah. Was there? Did did she have a counterpart? To,
1: to carrot oh, to to
2: top. Oh, carrot it's, like it's like a.
0: It's like a. It's like a survivor. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, don't know I, a game. Right, I don't watch yeah, Survivor I, either.
1: Okay, uh, I know what's going on here now. <laughs> yeah, not- our community. I think we have to vote for her. we do we're actually
2: contractually obligated <laughs> to. we'll lose our, our entrance pass to the various gay clubs Plus that you we're know. in yeah. that
3: whole bit about the Snickers I mean like just that alone I feel
2: she's, like I think she's got a cool look that seems very um, her and not too put on it's um, you know emo and Carrot Top both seem a little like Tortured by where they've landed, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think their style reflects that.
3: All right, I'll give you one more, and then uh, and then Shy, you can take it home. Okay. All right, so I don't know are these two similar? That they have a share, they have a shared look, I think, to some extent. But Paula Poundstone, she continues on to the next round. Okay. And classic Rita Rudner with the with the big the big hair. Eighties, I guess that's eighties Rita Rudner.
0: Yeah. Yeah, eighties. The one they always show on whenever they talk. Let's see a photo. Rita Rudner? Yeah. Okay. 80s Rita. Rita Rita Rudner. I feel like especially when they did like um stand-up uh documentaries mm, for a while. Yeah, a nice you always got Rita Rudner. That's that's my pack. Damn.
1: <laughs> because <laughs> that's I wonder a, if it's we have the same Dolly. Dolly.
0: It's a little it's it's like it's like She's Dolly Parton meets Andy McDowell. That's <laughs>
2: Yeah, she's a little more, you know, conventionally pretty, which, um, you know, feels like the cheap answer. But...
1: Oh, gosh.
0: You don't have to necessarily pick by pretty, though. You can pick by happiness? No, and I feel
2: like there's something in me rebellious that's like, oh, I'm not going to pick the prettier one that's, like, more conventionally, like...
0: We have unconventional ones coming. Don't worry.
1: (laughs) Um, and, you know, we're talking about hair. So yeah. I, I feel like you do have to give her points for effort. That the hair that took is time. iconic. Yeah. yeah.
2: So let's go, Rita. Yeah. Okay. okay.
0: All right. Rita Rudner. Okay. So now here's here's this is definitely not a conventionally looking human Rita Rudner and Sam Kinnison. Oh, God.
2: <laughs> Rita all day? Yeah. Yeah.
3: It yeah. <laughs> didn't even take a beat. No. Okay.
0: Now uh, Rita and one of our family's all-time favorite comics uh, I've have seen her in multiple cities we've gone to see her um Tignitar.
2: You know I opened
1: for Tignatara.
0: <gasps> Literally the like the smartest best funniest uh, She's Except so our cool. guest, obviously. No, sorry, I don't. No, she's I'm sorry, so cool. I didn't mean to. I, I just, I, I, mean, in terms of just as a, I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen your stand <laughs> When, so when you
2: saw you're... Tig, I don't know if she had an opener, but um, yeah, I've heard that she does this regularly, which was um, when she brought me out. Well, she brought me out. That's so, amazing. So she's backstage doing voice of God, and she's just being, t- hey guys. <laughs> just real mellow hey okay, uh, I'm back here with my friend um, what's your name again? <laughs> Kristen and we're having this whole little conversation and you know like I was saying like most of my you know uh, stand up nights on stage it's just for people taking a chance these are tig fans coming to see tig and when she brings you out as her friend i mean that was like some of the most supportive audience i've ever performed for so for that reason i love that i'm going with tig and it's cool she has cool hair and like here's somebody who has you know not conventionally like girly or pretty hair, but, you know, she what a career. I'd love to be oh. in Tig's career. <laughs> she, 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 uh, she's awesome, and I love
0: that you talked about the way she converses, because uh, a, a few of the times I've seen her, and that's going to tee up our next, our final round here, um, uh, she has been doing more of an interview style, like, mm. saw her interview uh, saw her interview someone at Largo, was it Sean Hayes? Yeah, I think it was Sean Hayes. Cool. And um, I saw her interview moderate Weird Al Yankovic talking about the iconic film UHF and her ability and and also to do audience work she like went out and did audience Q&A and I think she just has the most natural amazing way at making the other person seem really funny yes and not making fun of them
2: and she's she's quick in a way that's not like fast if you don't, mm-hmm. like, she's yeah. mentally, like, lightning quick, but she doesn't have this showy style where she's, like, she's taking her sweet taking her time, time, and but she's got, like, lightning speed oh. mind, you know?
0: It's but like, her style's great. It's 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 amazing. There's, Judith. like, a
1: vegan cattle auction going on behind us. <laughs> 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 is there really? No, is there? no, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure what's for <laughs> well, on the headphones. There's, there's know, lots of wonder. In It's It's a party.
0: <laughs> Okay, <laughs> the last one, the last one is going to be, <laughs> and and I and it's, he, he's not a stand-up, but he hangs out with stand-ups, <laughs> hangs out with Tig Notaro. He's got killer Hawaiian shirts. He's my hero, and that is Weird Al Yankovic. Um, Tig Notaro or Weird Al Yankovic. He also has some, pretty iconic, hair. He has some pretty iconic hair.
1: And has done so much with it in all the parody videos. <laughs> so. Yeah, and he's stuck with it, you yeah. know? And I
2: think, again, um, you know, some of the the early um, rounds, where people felt stuck in it I think he has something going on that like he, he just owns it and it's a part of it he doesn't feel stuck there like he has to keep up that look it's like
1: that's the hair and that he likes. Yeah. That's what and I believe about him. Going back to your question about the sticker, or the fish yeah. sticker on the water bottle. He's that. He's <laughs> the, he's the guy that's got that look, and like the whole world loves him. Love him. Yeah. S-
0: speaking of tattoo collecting, if y- I follow him on Instagram. Do you know how many people have very weird large, L colorful tattoos. Weird Al tattoos? I bet. Yeah. Very large.
1: Red Really? Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> You're like that's a that's a line I really to Um <laughs> and
0: I have some bad tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christofaka, Jude Harris, you are absolutely wonderful. You don't realize it but you are now forever part of the friend and a movie Aww. family. That's the way this yeah. works.
3: You now have to come to dinner uh, you <laughs> whenever you need to. I would love to.
0: Um, and we will always be supporting you and your work um, uh, because that's the that's the kind of folks we want to have on the show and be part of the family (laughs) and we're rooting for gay haircut and any other amazing things you have coming Um, uh, and before we get out uh, do you want to know because we're giving gay haircut a huge buy it's awesome we love it what are your recommendations is there anything that you're watching or at the festival or Otherwise, or, or your, your other film, for yeah, example. For
2: example.
1: Yeah, I, sh- have, I should plug. only have two things in South by yeah.
0: Southwest.
1: <laughs> I should plug Bad Acts, which is the documentary that I have in competition, which is only rarely funny, but um, very powerful <laughs> and an important film uh, about a Cambodian family running a restaurant in uh, rural Michigan. Um, wow. During 2020, 2021, um, and it is just the most moving, heartwarming movie, and I feel very lucky to be a part of it. Um, Amazing. And then, but I'll say I'm really grateful that you're supporting shorts because you know that that's always sort of a tricky place to be as a filmmaker, and you know, I, we are in the Texas Shorts uh, category um, at South by. They're and
2: already plugging it. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Keep but, going. Uh, but, no, but I'd say like
1: you know. An Act of God is an incredible film, uh, as is Birds, uh, and all the shorts are in that category. But I think those are two where narrative filmmakers, where I just can't wait to see their next films. So. Yeah, Um, and then other recos at the
2: festival. Um, I'm excited to see the Patton Oswald movie. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna. I love to my dad. Too. Yeah, that's um, really cool. But yeah. uh, Right. anything yeah.
0: else I mean there's also non-festival things yes Maybe. Tick go see Tick sort of on HBO okay. Max okay yeah, yeah. yeah well, alright we gotta we'll plug check. that well check that out great alright cool. where can people follow you
2: Instagram Krista Fatka on Instagram
1: and Jude Hope Harris on Instagram
0: Awesome. And for those listeners, you know where to find us at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram or FridayNightMoviePod.com. The theme song is by What Does It Eat? Thank you to the University of Arizona for hosting us here at the Wonder House. And a huge, amazing thank you to Krista Fatka and Jude Harris. Amazing guests, amazing talents. Please keep following them. Thank you so much.
2: Cool. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Thank you.